This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, I don't know about the rest of you, but here in Colorado, where I am based, it is wet, slippery, soggy, snowing in the mountains. People are skiing. They're thinking about opening up seasons again. It's crazy um, around here. And my guest is also a Coloradan, and he was one of the top speakers at the Author You Extravaganza that we just held earlier this month. And I, and I have to tell all of you who are listening in, please mark your calendars for September 15th through 17th, 2016. You have a long way to plan for this. But we have a payment plan we're setting up, so you can just nibble it in and start paying for it. Actually, do a little small deposit and then start paying for it in December. So it's all paid off by July and uh, next year. And just a little bit at a time always makes it easier. But we had a stellar event. Nick Taylor, who has been a guest before, and actually we did a program not not too long ago on uh, which we covered ebooks. We're going to come back and revisit them because they are an important part of your publishing. They're, they shouldn't be, in my opinion, an exclusive part, but a critical part and a complementary part to anything you do in the print world for your publishing. Um, enterprises, and he t- talked about strategies. He's a principal of Light and Sound Graphics, and he really is a ebook expert. And right now, he is working on the ebook for my newest book, the crowdfunding guide for authors and writers, which you can pre-order on Amazon.com right now. And they so they will be shipping those any day out to people who pre-ordered them. But Nick is we're going to be going over some few areas from you know what's this thing called retail social engine optimization, the old SEO, how to get your build your lists and backlists and and really grow things so you can create your empire from your laptop. So Nick, welcome back. Hey, thank you for having me on the show. It's good to be back. Yeah, it is. We had a great show. I learned a lot last time. And and maybe, you know, we might want to come over at some of those things. I'd love to have you come back to the um, some of the elements that we talked about because I thought they were so critical dealing with the uh, book bubs and all those kind of things, of strategies of people where they can go. But right, right, let's, for let's, sure. let's jump into it. Let's do a quick recap. What are some of the key things that you you uh, shared at the extravaganza on ebooks? Well, some of the big things that we talked about at the extravaganza, and if you, you didn't get a chance to go, you know, go next year to the extravaganza, I would, I would echo that. Some of the big things that we talked about was making sure that you did have a backlist out there and that you were really being wise with how you were listing these books, that you were keeping them up to date, that you were going back and looking at them every few years. But you know, having a lot of content out there is going to do you the biggest good. The more of a backlist you have, the more findability you have, the more chance you have to 
get new customers and to retain those customers. A lot of times I tell people, we hear the analogy, if you build it, they will come. Like we, we talk about that a lot in almost every industry. But a lot of times the question we don't ask is, how long will they stay? And if you only have one or two products or, you know, only just a little bit out there for them, it's kind of like if you go to the county fair and there's just the, you know, there's a little filter whirl or something like that and you write it and you go on your way. Whereas if we can create something where we have a whole theme park, well, then we can get someone in and we can keep them there and they can get a lot out of what we do and we can get, you know, synergy from them and it can really benefit everybody. So having that content is going to be huge. All right. So is this something you, um, is this all new material as you build into the backlist or is this some of the things, Nick, that you would be doing? Like what I love to do is repurpose. I mean, I've repurposed many of my books and brought them back out in new editions and um, new stories and new looks or for even new industries. And all of a sudden they just take off again. They do. I think repurposing is huge, especially for people in the nonfiction space. In the fiction yes, space, yes, yes, yes. building a backlist is kind of what we do. But in nonfiction, you get to tend to publish a book and then you are promoting it. You're, you know, it's more of a, you don't punch out as many of them oftentimes. But the beauty is with repurposing, you can do a lot. Like one of the things that, that you know, we're going to talk about today is how can I take that book that one beautiful book that I've created, and how can I turn it into not just one product, but many products? And how would I do that? And what's the advantages of doing that? And what's that going to do for for my brand, for my customers, for me as an author? And breaking those books up, creating a bunch of other products can be a just fantastic way for a lot of authors to get new readers, to increase that optimization and to really start getting some some sales flowing and getting some stuff going on with some readers. So that's what you call your retail search engine optimization, huh? The repurpose track? It is. Because um, the thing is that when people, we're, we have a very common term in society where we say you Google somebody. And everyone's heard of SEO, and almost everyone knows what it is, where it's search engine optimization. And then we get to the online the online sales re space when we switch into like an Amazon or a Barnes & Noble or a Kobo, and we freak out. And we're like, well, how do they work? And the biggest thing that I want people to take away from is that Google is a cataloging search engine that searches the entirety of the Internet. Amazon is a cataloging and search engine that just searches Amazon's network and searches a specific department, same with Barnes & Noble. And the same principles you learn for search engine optimization for your website are the exact same principles that go into writing your description, your about the author, all those kind of sections inside of your book mm -hmm. that get your book more discovered. The beauty of breaking a book into multiple parts, into other books, into other products, is every time you do that, you get a brand new sales page with a whole brand new set of opportunities to engage those search engines and a much more targeted, refined search on that too. So every time you add one of these products, if say, um, I have a client right now, we're talking about their book has seven parts in it and they'll have their one main book and we're looking at breaking those seven parts into individual books then too. Now, instead of just having one Amazon page that has keywords that people are searching for. 
they're not going to have eight. And that's huge for being able to find new customers, that they can find you that much easier. So how do they, what tips would you give them then to go from one to eight? Let's just do that segue. What for tips? Sure. You're definitely going to want to look at, you know, how is my book laid out, my content in it? Does it lend itself to being broken apart? In the sense of, again, taking the, the other extreme, the fiction example, usually our books don't lend themselves to this. They're not complete things. But a lot of times, especially in the nonfiction world, where someone might say, this book is, uh, let's take a title we all know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You can take each one of those seven habits and it can stand on its own. So you're on its own. You're looking for content that if you maybe tweak your, your intro in your book and your outro on it, that it could stand completely on its own. And that it's, we're looking for small, we're looking for very targeted. A lot of times in society now, people are looking for very short answers to questions. They're getting online and they're looking for penicillin for some sort of pain. And these little mini books are fantastic at delivering mm -hmm. this. They don't want a lot of content. A lot of times our books are pretty long because they're covering how to manage your business, right? But a lot of times when people buy nonfiction books, they may only actually be buying it for one or two of the chapters in that book. That's really, this you know what, allow. that is absolutely true. I, I'm guilty of that. Right. I'm guilty of that. Oh, yeah. I am too. And this allows them, it's kind of like, do you remember back in the pre-iTunes days when you had to buy a band's entire album yeah. if you wanted to get that one track that you wanted. And a lot of times you didn't cough up the 15 bucks or whatever it was. But then when it became, well, you could just get that one album, you started buying a lot more music. And the same can happen with books where it's like, okay, I want just to find out about, I don't know, how to properly fire an employee, we'll say. I know that's like a happy subject to talk about, but um, how to properly do that. Or, to go in with what Colorado's dealing with, how to properly deal with water drainage in my house when there's been too much rain. Um, you can look that up and you can get that little mini book. It doesn't take them a week to read. They're done within an evening or two. They have the information that they need, that they want. They have it. They're on their way. So that's the real advantage of these books. And that's kind of what you want. What's the one problem that this little mini book is going to solve? And you make sure that book stands on its own. It should be a really minimal process. The beauty of it is your other book, you've already edited. All right? We kind of know how you want it to look because you've already done a layout on it. So we know how it's supposed to look. All you have to do is just change a little bit here and there, get some new cover for it. Um, I would definitely recommend, I think, for a lot of these books, unless they're super small, putting them in a print-on-demand sort of thing to where you have something that you can now hand out as well. I wouldn't do your big offset print run on them most times, but you have now this other product that was very easy, very, very low cost, and you're giving people that penicillin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I'm going to use myself as an example of what I've done. I am doing break aparts now. In fact, the book I wrote, Show Me About Book Publishing, a few years ago. Um, that I am really breaking it out. I am actually going on a retreat starting Friday. I'm going to disappear for 
um, for multiple days to go underground. And I'm creating a whole book, uh, actually two mini books. And you you already saw my first one that's coming out mm-hmm. this week, the crowdfunding guide for authors and writers, which I brought in in a five by seven format, and it's 96 pages. Um, actually, yeah. 90, 92 pages. Well, with the front matter, 96 pages. But bringing it in this way, I mean, I love the the teeny size of it. And I love it. It's all compact in here. And there's absolutely no fluff um, to it. Yeah. So you can get to it. You got your key points, which is critical. And then this is what we're talking about, which we're going to talk a bunch more. We're going to take a quick break. With me is Nick Taylor. He's the CEO of Light and Sound Graphics and a brilliant ebook creator. This is Judith Bryles, and we'll be right back. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a 1,000 authors create top-quality books and avoid the not-so-reputable self-publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106design. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked? If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. 
With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. We're talking uh, ebooks. We're talking about uh, repurposing. We're talking about retail search engine optimization. We're talking about how really to build your empire with really not a lot of time and little cost. And one of the things when I go into our our break, and, and always a huge thank you to all our sponsors who make our show possible, is that I, I'm carrying the conversation over thinking, oh, my God, this should be back on the air. <laughs> and going with that. And, and one of the things that my guest today, Nick Taylor, was saying was how you can take, for fiction authors, that you could create like a little mini novella out of an already book and use that as a teaser or lead in. And I was saying one of, the, one of my authors and colleagues who does this so well is Mara Pearl. And she writes what I call the heart books. And uh, they're women's fiction, and she always creates a mini, mini teaser version, not huge. You know, something you read, you know, with, with a couple of cups of coffee, and going through is a tease to lead in to start the buzz for her next book just before she releases it as a freebie, and puts it out in as a ebook. And you print on demand, and then it's a freebie, and then it goes into a cost. And it's a standalone area. And I think that's what's important for all of us to understand. For fiction, for nonfiction, it's quite uh, quite a bit easier. As both Nick and I were saying, that there are times we just buy a book to get a couple of chapters. We're after something in it. And the smart thing, and here's here's where the retail retail smarts comes into play that in nonfiction for all my listeners here that you have multiple chapters that stand alone quite nicely and and or you may have a combination of a couple of chapters i mean one book with uh, dr michael lamb we did called the adrenal fatigue syndrome that he came in with the mothership which was quite a tome and we ended up with 15 books by the time we were done with that project where we were combining three and four chapters that were just naturally belong together and all we did was write a one-page intro exit on each one we had a branding cover and voila he had an empire by the time he was done and the rea- and the reality was that each one of these if you bought them separately you would pay for two or three of the books if you bought the whole book but the convenience and, and what Nick is talking about is the convenience uh, giving people key things that they just want to take and run away with. And then, you know, you have your, your price on it. Isn't that right, Nick? Yep. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's even an opportunity <laughs> for people who, you know, have a book out and they're working on a second book, the ability to, when you're going through and doing some of this, 
and it can be very lengthy producing those books. These type of books, like, I mean, you found this with the crowdfunding book, you can write and do all your production work on these books pretty quickly, primarily because of their size. And because a lot of times we aren't going with our major manufacturing channels and everything on this one, we can get these books out pretty quick. So you can stay up on what's going on in your industry. If you're an industry expert, it's not, oh, something big is happening. I need to wait two years to release my book. No, you can get that puppy done and you can get it out very quickly comparative to your normal size books, which you still follow as they come out. You still do those books, but these ones allow you to really create these little offshoot products. Or if you're getting a lot of you know, requests from from customers or from readers about something that you're an expert about, but it really doesn't fit in one of your current books and really doesn't fit as its own book going along, like one of your major major releases. Well, here's an opportunity now for you to create one of these, you know, 90-page books that's hitting just what people are asking for right now without having to say, well, I need to stop my production schedule. I need to stop the 400-page book I'm working on and work on this one or try to find a way to shoehorn it in. No, you can create these products and get your customers what they're demanding. You can mm-hmm. satisfy that demand so they don't go satisfy it somewhere else. You know, and, I, and I'm going to give a plug for myself. I mean, if, if there's anybody in the Colorado area who wants or who can be here during the month of July, I am. I am. I have created a course. Nick, on how to write your book, that, that kind of book, in four weeks. How to do that, yeah. redefine, repurpose. And I'll tell you when we're, we're doing it on, on Tuesday evening in July um, on the 7th, what, the 7th, 14th, 21st, and 28th from 5.30 to 9 o'clock. And you'll have dinner with it. But all the information is on the bookshepherd.com website. Just click on events. How to, you know, write your book in four weeks. And um, I've done it now with two books, two complete books within that four-week period of time. And literally going to layout, you know, you, because it's so short, the edit's easy, <laughs> which is really mm-hmm. great. Your editor can deal with yeah. it very fast. And it goes very fast. And at the time I'm writing, I'm, always, I'm already thinking book cover. I'm already thinking that design to tie it into place. And um, and this mm-hmm. last book, The Crowdfunding Guide for Authors and Writers, which I did within four weeks, is in four color, by the way, and is fully illustrated. So that was all done in that period of time. And I'm going to show you how to do it. So if you're interested, I'll go, go to the bookshepherd.com website. Um, and if this is an in-person, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eventually do this online. But right now, it's intensive, it's in person, and I'm limiting it to just 20 people, and we've already got several slots already filled. So, with that, all right, so let, let's jump over uh, to to some other ways. I mean, I, I think that, that our listeners have got to be convinced this is the way to go. Right. So, it's for both fiction and nonfiction. So it's that little yep. pre-tease. It's keeping it, – number one, it's keeping new product out there all the time. 
and it's all the time and you have it out there i would be making it for um uh your your ebook and a print on demand variable and that um i i you know the quality i would be if i was doing print on demand i would be doing it through ingram spark dot com and i'm to for all our listeners make sure you use the special author you code author you and it'll save you 20 percent on any setup cost which is very cool when you do this and the and the the reason why i say ingram spark the quality of the printing is better than create space ingram spark feeds directly into your your uh, fulfillment through anything on a on a you know a uh, ebook format that comes out of Advantage. So, well, and they seem to have, um, you know, compared to CreateSpace, they have a lot more options than what you can do with that book too, and that's really, really nice having those extra options on trim sizes and yes. paper and binding and all that. Actually, having some options yes. instead of being told what you're kind of going to have is really nice. Yeah, and and I have to say this that I I you know the uh, I put up the crowdfunding guide because I want to do a test before I'm ever really going to recommend something I am the number one guinea pig, and I put it up and I have to say I was stunned with the quality, stunned mm-hmm. with the um, increased quality of what Ingram is doing. And here's the other very cool thing you all want to. This is why you want to marry Ingram, and don't go exclusively. I think it's a mistake with Create Space. Ingram is loved by bookstores Amazon is not and you need to face this is a reality reality meeting we're talking about here bookstores Amazon is their competition they don't want to order books from Amazon they will order from Ingram Let's keep that in mind number one number two Ingram is global distribution so for print on demand piece of cake alright Nick we they actually are. You know, we've been chatting away here, but we have just about three minutes before we're going to take another break here. So let's jump into some other strategies here. Um, that uh, So the tips they can do, pulling chapters, doing the pre-setup. What else can we do for this retail search engine optimization? So when we're doing our retail search engine optimization, we're going to really want to make sure that we're searching for, when we're titling these little mini, these little buggers, we're going to make sure we're titling them in a way that people are going to find it. It's the biggest thing that people are looking for. At the extravaganza, Heather Lutze was mm-hmm. um, gave a fantastic presentation on search engine optimization, and she used a tool called Google. Um, Google. She went into her AdWords and she went into the keyword researching section, where mm-hmm. she was typing in what she thought people were looking for and seeing some of the hits. Now, the hits that Google's coming back with on search terms are not going to be the hits that are coming in on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. However, it can start giving you an idea for the kind of things that people would be typing into a search engine. Mm-hmm. I recommend typing some of the things in there. What is the solution for your problem? You know, how to keep your basement from being flooded by rainwater. Boom, there you go. And exactly. Go and, type, and, and, yeah. and, and, here's, and here's the other part of that, um, that it's not – that how do I keep my water from being flooded in Denver or in Tucson? Mm-hmm. 
or that. And, mm-hmm. and so it's that important of when you're picking your keywords and your phrases, you need to reposition yourself as the potential buyer would be looking for searching. Mm-hmm. And that's really one right. of the things. I'm so glad you mentioned Heather Lutze. And I'm and we're going to take our quick break here. But for all of you who want to get that killer presentation, it's available on DVD. Just go to the authoru.org site under resources or the store. I'm not sure what we call it. But go to the site and get the DVD. There, it's well worthwhile. And she's brilliant. This is Judith Riles. Nick Taylor's with me today. And you're listening to Author You, your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Riles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. 
All right. So Nick Taylor, who is an e-book, e-book book <laughs> expert and also does graphics and sound, and he's actually in the process of finishing up my e-book for the crowdfunding guide for authors and writers. And, um, and I'd highly recommend you go get that one. If you're interested in any crowdfunding dealing with your book or a future project or publicity or marketing. And in fact, I will be doing the next two shows exclusively on the book and the strategies that you should be using. But I would encourage you to go up and do a pre-order very quickly on Amazon.com. It's certainly available right now. Um, Nick, let's let's talk about some of those things. And he was mentioning Heather Letzi's superb, just superb workshop she did. And it was almost three hours worth of how to rock and roll and become totally visible and totally findable in your areas of expertise. And that's all of us who are authors are experts. And that's also something else that Joan Stewart just drilled in that you want to put in. You're an expert. I'm a publishing expert. I'm a, I'm a book coach, but I'm a publishing expert. And, and you know, one of the, the, the things that I bring to the party is that I've had my feet in both sides. I mean, 18 of my books have been done by traditional publishers. I know what that genre or that industry is like, I should say. And I understand the independent and and the ups and downs of both of those. So I really do have that expertise. What are you an expert in? Nick is an expert in ebooks, the creation, and he's also a well well produced and and has quite a following in his fiction area where he writes fantasy fiction. So mm-hmm. All right, so Nick, some of the other things that you came across, and, and let's let's talk about building that larger backlist a little bit more and digging okay. into that, um, whether it's for fiction or nonfiction. Right. So, you know, when we're looking at building that list, again, coming back to that, each one of those little books needs to stand alone, needs to be professional. Um, and start looking around when you're building that list. And some of you guys are probably starting to have these, hopefully having some of these aha moments of being like, oh, my gosh, I can do this, I can do this. Start writing down. Your, your, hopefully, when you start thinking about these books, you're going to start having a bunch of random ideas pop in your head about little books that you want to do. Write those down. Um, keep a keep a spark file. Keep a notepad next to you. Better. Start writing those little buggers down. And, you know, you're probably getting, oh, I could write a book, um, you know, going on the rain thing. How to make sure your, your tomato plants don't die in heavy rain, okay? Write those kind of things down, because some of them are going to be good, some of them aren't going to be good. But as you write those, those little things down, you can start going through and prioritizing, what little mini books do I want to create? Mm-hmm. Um, or do I want to create this? Or there's some of these little, these little buggers that could go together, you know, maybe on the how to keep your tomato plants from dying when it rains, might not yeah. do well as its own little mini thing, but you might have had a bunch of other gardening things that went in there, and all together, of a sudden, together, together, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have another book. Start thinking along those lines. If it's one thing that fiction authors have done very, very well, is whenever we have a story idea, we write it down, and mm-hmm. probably at some point in time, we're going to get around to writing it. Okay, mm-hmm. with these mini books, you have that opportunity where you can have a bunch of these. You don't need to market these books hard. Right. If you're writing 50 blog posts for a book 90 pages long, you probably just published your book on your blog. Right. Mm-hmm. So these books are not 
as intensive of work as your main product lines are. But they're a great way of getting people in to find you. Another thing to, to keep in mind, if you, especially you do do the print and demand route, these things are going to be cheap to have in hand. Dirt cheap to have in hand. If you're giving a talk at some place, mm -hmm. you can give some of these out. Mm -hmm. Maybe hey, it's hey. on the same topic, or maybe it's on a, a corresponding topic. Okay, let me tell, talk to you about costs. Yeah, let me talk about costs here. So I had a, my full print run was 96 pages for this book. It's it's full color for out, so it's going to be more expensive, by the way. It's a 5 by 7 size for the crowdfunding guide. And I can tell you my cost, if it was print on demand, it was $3 and, um, oh my gosh, three. it was like three twenty a book. Now, when I did the offset run, because I've done an offset run, too, of a couple of thousand books, so that means I have to front the money, all right? But the offset run came in at a $1.76 a book for full color, Nick. It's not bad. It's, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. So if you're at the back of the room or you, you could make deals, you know, that allows you to, uh, this book retails for 15 bucks, that, and it's worth it. I mean, it's a guy, wouldn't you love to have a guide to how to make it be successful? Because only, I can tell you that only 30% of crowdfunding programs are successful in publishing. Wouldn't you want to be in the minority? I would. Okay, so I'm going to find out how to do it, but, boy, I sure would like not have to read 300 pages to figure that sucker out. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So what Nick is talking about is this mini, this mini, smaller, more intimate. And I can tell you if, you, if you're nonfiction and you're writing for management or a business-type book, that the typical C-suite in the corporate suite, the manager does not want to ever spend more than an airplane ride on a book. Keep that in mind. Yeah. I think that's something to keep in mind about a lot of people. We're really looking for micro-content these days. We want something that's Really quick, it gets to the point, does not pussyfoot around. If we're buying the big book, yeah, we may want some of that stuff. We want to find out more of the story. But a lot of times these little how-to guys, these little quick snippets, man, I'm hurting right now, and I need some penicillin. And your book, the shorter, the sweeter that message in, you said the short is the new black. <laughs> yeah. You can my, do that. It's in my this saying book. this year. It's my saying this year. <laughs> Yeah, that I think is absolutely huge. It's going to really help people to get engaged in that and get moving. And then also say, hey, you need to go read so-and-so stuff. They've got all these little guys, and they're fantastic. I've read a couple of them. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're getting $2 a pop. It's not much. You're not, you know, you're not getting, it's not like when Ford sells a car, but you're getting a couple dollars here, a couple dollars there, and they remember you. And it's like, oh, I want to go get you the top two guys. Because I'll tell you what, I can find whatever I need. And I can find the guy that I need right now. I don't have to buy a book and rummage through it and hope that it's the most up to date, all that kind of stuff. No, they find it, they get it, they go. Okay. And so I can, you know, I'm just going to help people with the dollars. You're talking, it could be $2, uh, a book or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if, if a, a book is sold through Amazon, my, my little book, I will net 675 from Amazon a book. 
you know, they get 55%, I get 45%. That works for, you know, it works for me in moving those things out. Now, if you're selling, if you're doing workshops or lectures, you're talking about, you know, 100% of the money goes into your pocket and you're talking about getting paid instantly, which is how Mm -hmm. I did most of my book sales over the years that people want to take you home. So I think this is a great strategy for for all our authors to really start embracing, to create these um, mini offshoots to their, their bigger pieces of work for fiction or nonfiction. It goes together. And as I said earlier, collectively when you do this, is that if people started adding up, if they bought, well, I want these chapters and I want these, they would end up paying more for the book But the, the if they got the mothership book. But the reality is because of the convenience of what they have, that's huge. And I'm going to go back to the adrenal fatigue syndrome. When I talked to Dr. Lamb, I said, you know, people do travel when they start getting well. This whole section on what to do when you're traveling and how to, to do quick recoveries if you get caught, pulled down, that, that's gold. And it's been a huge seller, That just that, that one chapter all by itself. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of, in some ways, it's almost, especially huge, hopefully you are writing other larger books. When you see some of the sales and some of how some of these books are being received, it's kind of like the bands, I think, had this a little bit when people did start buying one song. Mm-hmm. You start to find out with what content is really resonating with your audience. Because if you can go through and look and say, oh, I had a 10-chapter book, but only four of those chapters are actually getting any sort of attention, and the other ones aren't, well, now you kind of can go through and say, well, what's unique about those chapters? Were they written differently? Were they on a different type of content? Were they in a different style? Whatever it is. And so when you're creating future content, you can look and say, okay, these are the ones that have great sales. These are the ones that have horrible sales despite what I've done. And what's working and what's not working? Because I don't know about you, but it would sure be nice to know exactly what my readers want to see and how mm-hmm. they want to see it that my next books are just hitting it right on the head each time. And I think a lot of people will probably find that, well, yeah, you have the one chapter that just does astonishingly well, and, well, there you go. Maybe now that's a rabbit hole we go down. You don't get some of that with the big book because you're just getting the one rating, just the one group of sales rankings. These little buggers, you're not quite getting that. They're almost like little focus groups. Well, they are. So one of the strategies might be is that you start – uh, surveying your readers and your fans on your different social medias and, and refer to the mothership book, as I call it, and, and just say which chapters pop out. Let them do the work for you and, and be it out mm-hmm. so you will know um, which ones to pull out so they stand alone. And, of course, now we're back to the whole deal of – I go into ISBN land now, Nick, is that – and I used to say, oh, ten, you know, certainly 10 ISBNs will be enough. Ah, you know, I'm beginning to think we need 100 ISBNs. I mean, I have – you know, uh-huh. when we bought our ISBNs, we had 100. Um, and I, yeah. think, I don't know what we're up to – no, we've certainly used maybe 50, 60 of them. But when you start thinking of that, you, you have a full book. And then you come in, maybe you do need almost 10 per book. But we're going to come back to that. We're going to take a final break. Nick Taylor is our guest. Lots of ideas flowing around. Hope you're listening and taking notes. This is Judith Bryles, and it's Author You, your guide to book publishing. 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need The Book Shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from one to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four color high speed inkjet printing, a cost effective way to introduce color into your short run titles. We of course offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print on demand facility, streaming browser based ebooks and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. So in our final segment, one of the ideas to figure out what you're going to do if you've got a book is just really go out to your fans which part, and, and just ask them. Which parts stood out? What would they like to have more of? Because, you know, you can always add a little bit more meat to it. And I, and I think one of the values of this short is the new black theme that certainly is what I've been running with. And I was telling Nick off the air, I wrote a, a blog that a couple of people really got incensed that I would say to chop the books. And actually they referred to people who wanted short books as lazy, which, which irritated me. 
which not, I mean, we're all overloaded. I work long, long, long hours. And if I can get what I really need in a short period of time, I'm doing a happy dance um, with, with what people, instead of having to trough through a lot of sometimes extra things I don't need until I can find that nugget I'm looking for. So this is a way to do it and move into it and, and really run away um, with, with ideas. All right, so Nick, we've got about 10 minutes here. So what can we, thinking, and I'm telling, I think there's so many things that have rolled through this show that I'm hoping people, you need to probably download it again and re-listen it and then have your, your pencil out to write down some of the right. ideas Nick's given you. So this, this does, we, we've talked about how to build that larger back list so they have more product. The ISBNs, you're going to need ISBNs for these um, as you go along. So, you know, look for specials. Sure. You, you pull them, you get those at myidentifiers.com, myidentifiers.com, which is the Bowker site, at least for, for uh, the United States. Other countries will have different variables with that. And, um, and, and I think Nick brought up a point, and I think let's, let's go into this a little bit, that writing a book, one of the winners from the Draft Dream book competition, Tony Oliver, wrote a delightful, delightful book that the librarians who were our judges for it um, said they loved his stories. Well, he has 19 years it took him to put this book together. That's two decades. Um, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. So... When you're thinking about the smaller segments and these smaller books that Nick's talking about, this repurposing, that it, it no longer is this, this, this daunting thing. I can take one key idea, one concept, and I can really work that without all the add-ons, and I can actually complete this. That's that's why I'm going to be teaching this course. You know, write your book in four weeks, um, and and you have that, which I'm excited about. Working people through to actually walk in. I know I begin it this month, and at the end of the month, I have a book. I love that idea. Yeah. I think that's a huge, and it's great, and that's, I think, another thing when it comes to, like, when you see the, the books that takes two decades to write, there's mm-hmm. these big things that you're trying to link all the pieces on, and I think we've hit on this. This is not something that should take a huge amount of time. You should be able to say, hey, here's the problem, here's the answer. If it takes you two years to figure out how to explain that answer, maybe maybe this book isn't being done quite right on some of these things. Right? These are not meant to be, you're not connecting a bunch of ideas here. It's again, my tomato garden is flooding. How do I fix this? Yeah, and and, and here's the side side of that. If it's taking that long, I mean, this is where, where the indie publisher, is way ahead. The author who says, you know what, I can do this. I mean, I'm going to get help. I mean, I, I, I don't want you to be publishing book as a DIY project and you're going to whip it off at your kitchen table. Right. But you really do bring in people like Nick and I spend the money. We have cover designers. We spend the money. We have it laid out. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make sure it looks professional because that let, there is a lot of book pollution out here. A, a, a tremendous amount. I, I think that 80% of the books shouldn't be allowed out. But there's a lot of book pollution out here. You've got to compete with that. So I, I'm going to tell you, you need to get down to a brick-and-mortar store and you survey all those books that you're competing with. And you need to understand you need to compete with those, your look and your feel that you have for that. So do that right. But you can do it without spending 
you know, going to Fort Knox. You can do that with the tools that we have available. And going back to what Nick's saying, that if it's going to take two years, like traditional publishing, if you sell your book to New York, it's 18 months basically before it comes out. Is it even timely Mm -hmm. then? Is it timely then, especially in nonfiction? You know, fiction, you've got a lot more leeway, a lot more leeway. You do. But, but, but probably it's not a good idea to bring out a vampire story now, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're per se. But if you have a, for nonfiction, is your idea what, what you're going for, is it needed now? The mini type of book, the smaller book, that segment is going to be far more powerful because you can get it into the hands. But then you got to go back to social media. So let's come back to social media. How do you plow it out and let people know where it's at, Nick? Well, I think when we're looking at trying to get these books out here, one of my absolute favorite campaigns, and I talked about this at the extravaganza, is creating these little trickle campaigns. And a trickle campaign is something that you're not putting a huge amount of time or effort into. Um, and what was it called again? You, what, what did you call it's it? It's just a trickle campaign. Um, a, trickle. a trickle. Okay, campaign. trickle it. Okay. Yeah, it's just a yeah. little trickle of business that's coming in. Um, and it's important. I know with a lot of these books, they're not going to be a New York Times bestseller. We're looking for consistent sales on these on these books because we're looking to get it in front of a consistent number of people. We want people to be telling their family and friends about it, all that kind of stuff. Right. So we're only looking for a handful of sales. One of my favorite ones to do with Twitter is to create a list of tweets around that book, be it popular highlights from it, little mm-hmm. segments from there. And not all these tweets should be linking out to these to these books, incidentally. Um, when I'm talking about this as like an author for like your entire platform, I, you know, I don't think you know maybe one in four should have a link back to a product at, at most. But when we're talking about just creating it for these, you know, you're going to want to create 40 or 50 of these tweets at least and schedule them out and just have these things slowly trickling. You want these tweets, you want these things to be shareable content, something that people are either going to react to, they're going to comment on, they're going to click on it, they're going to share it. Those are the kind of things that you want to get out of these little tweets. And you put it out there, you schedule it, it's out there doing its thing. Okay, So you just want this little bit of business that's coming in off of these. Also, when you do have a bunch of them in the back of your book or in the front of your book or in both places, especially in the ebook, list out your other titles and list out what some of the other ones are about. Um, a, one thing that I oftentimes like to do in my book is I'll put the cover art for, for another book that's in there and then it's description and links to go get it. Because mm-hmm. in an ebook, we have all the space in the world, right? We have yes. all the space yes. in the world. Yes. So put that in there. People liked what you read, what you wrote they're going to start naturally looking for more of your content. So Mm -hmm. do that. Put that kind of stuff in there. And just even having all these little products will help your sales just naturally, again, because you have that search engine optimization for retailers built right into it. Mm -hmm. And make sure it's professional. uh, Yes. Uh, Yeah. Spend the time to have that designed well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and do it because it, that will pay back for you. And then, of course, I'm going to tell you to bring it over on your website. Um, mm-hmm. So you drop these things in, and of course, you do have a store page. 
um, or whatever you want to call the tab. I, they, they keep changing the tabs. I think I call it store on my page, but you uh, on my site. But you do have a page where people can buy stuff as well. Now you can whether you sell it yourself and you fulfill it, or you link them to an Amazon or a BNN or wherever you want to go. You want to make that process um, really seamless, so it can happen. So. I'm I'm all for doing all of that. Um, yeah, so it's all huge. Yeah, and so it's it's the shouting out, and that I'm I'm a huge believer in trickle down. So, you're, if you're going to be doing a trickle down campaign, maybe make sure that you're on a social media because I mean you can't be going up every hour, every couple of hours on this. Otherwise, you're never going to get any work done. You need to be using something like a buffer or Hootsuite. I mean, I've I've been using Hootsuite for years. It's brought sanity to what I do. Um, when people hear I do 50 tweets a day, well, you think I'm going to be up on, on, on social media all day. You're crazy. But they're all done, scheduled at once. So I can shoot things out. I can spend you know, no more than 20 minutes in a day, and I'm done. So it's, it's planning. But that's the way you build your platform, and you have your followers, and you do that. Um, and that's really what Nick is talking about. All right. So, Nick. What's your latest book? Because we're going to wrap up here. Where, where should we send him so they can read one of your fiction tomes? One of my fiction books right now, I'd recommend reading Pactum. That's P-A-C-T-U-M. It is a modern fantasy thriller based here in Colorado. I think What If Magic Was Real came out in the open a few years ago. And mm-hmm. you're a homicide detective. How would that all of a sudden affect your life? It's now trolls and werewolves and all that kind of jazz is true and they're committing crimes. Aha. Uh-huh. So, so when I have to tell kind of you of... yeah, it's going to Hawaii with us. <laughs> Good. Good. John has and it taking it to Hawaii. Free. Yeah, oh, great. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, and that book is free on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those places. Perfect. And then the other thing is that if you want to contact Nick about ebooks, just email him at Nick at Light and Sound graphics.com and he mm-hmm. can help you out and what I love about him is here there's no surprises and he's fast and flexible and um, and does a great job and can get it loaded to the right places for you and, and extraordinarily reasonable so with that thank you Nick for being with us today and lots of good thank ideas you. and I'm Judith Bryles I'm your book shepherd and you've been listening to Author You your guide to book publishing we'll be back with you next week where I'm going to be deep diving into crowdfunding for authors and writers. part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each